Good morning. Thank you for joining us for our Word of the Day. Hope everyone had a great weekend and a wonderful time worshiping God yesterday. Uh, this morning, as we continue through the Bible, we're going to begin looking at the book of Leviticus. If you remember, Exodus finished off with Israel having completed the tabernacle. Everything's been built and assembled and set up. And God, His presence, enters the tabernacle. But it, it ends on a, a little bit of a sad note because even though the tabernacle is completed, even though God's presence has filled the tabernacle, Moses is not able to go in. The tabernacle was supposed to be a place where God could meet with man, but because of Israel's sin, they are unable to enter the tabernacle to have fellowship with God. And as a matter of fact, Exodus begins on a rather sad note. Exodus 1, the first verse says, And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him, out of the tabernacle of the congregation. So God is in the tabernacle. He is indwelling the holy place, and Moses is on the outside looking in. He, he cannot enter. Man cannot come into the presence of God because of their sin. The book of Leviticus is basically God's plan to remedy that problem, to show man how they can enter into his presence and enjoy fellowship with God. It's filled with feasts and sacrifices and festivals. And honestly, a lot of people get bogged down in the book of Exodus and kind of get turned off to reading it because it seems kind of boring and it seems kind of redundant with these wave offerings and meal offerings and uh, sacrifices. But the point of the book of Exodus and all of those festivals and all of the priests and all of the sacrifices is to show that God is holy and man is sinful and God gives us a way to, as sinful man, enter into his presence. That's why we have the sin offerings and we have the Day of Atonement where God allows man to pick an a animal, an innocent lamb, and basically symbolically place their sin on that animal, then sacrifice that animal for them in the blood once it's sprinkled on the mercy seat, will bring God's forgiveness for their sin, and they can have fellowship with God again. But the whole book isn't just sacrifices for sin. Look what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 7, verse number 11. It says, And this is the law of the sacrifice of the peace offering, which he shall offer unto the Lord. If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifices of thanksgiving, thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil, and cakes mingled with oil of fine flour fried. What we see in these verses is God is giving Israel not just an offering to atone for their sin, or an offering to cover their sin for a while, or an offering to seek forgiveness. He is giving them a peace offering or a thanksgiving sacrifice, something that they can do to thank God for His goodness and His mercy and His provision on their life. Israel, at this point, they are overwhelmed with God's goodness towards them, with God's provision to them, with how God has protected them and delivered them and provided for them. And they wanted a way to basically say thank you to God. And so God gives them the peace offering and the thanksgiving sacrifice. This is critical in our lives as believers. Yes, it is vitally important that when we sin, 
we ask God's forgiveness. We confess our sins and seek forgiveness from God. The Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And to have a strong relationship with God, to enjoy fellowship with God, we have to be a people who are continually confessing our sins before God because we're, all, we're always sinning. You know, none of us are sinless, and all of us have things we need to go to God for and confess our sins. Maybe it's a lustful attitude or a bitterness towards someone. Whatever it is, we need to be people of, of seeking God's forgiveness, of confessing our sins, but we also need to be a people of thanksgiving. Besides confessing our sins to God to maintain fellowship, we need to be a people who are constantly thanking God for what He's done in our lives to encourage and to grow that fellowship with Him. You know, just like we like to hear people say thank you when we do something for them, uh, God likes to hear His children come to Him and say, God, I just wanted to thank you for your mercy on my life. God, I just wanted to thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Even when I come to you again and again and again for the same sin. You're always faithful to forgive me. You're always faithful to reestablish fellowship with me. Lord, no matter how bad I may be, you're always faithful to provide for me, to take care of me, to love me and protect me. And God, I just want to say thank you for that. How's your thanksgiving towards God? Are you someone who is constantly going to God and thanking Him for what He's done and praising Him for what He's done? Or are you one of those believers who you only go to God when you need something? You go to God when you're hurt. You go to God when you're in pain. You go to God when you're in a trial. You go to God when you messed up. But you never go to God and say, God, I don't need anything. I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you how good you've been to me. Let us be a people of thanksgiving for how good God has been to us. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our word of the day. Join us tomorrow. We're going to continue looking through the book of Leviticus. We're going to be looking at chapters 10 and 11. Have a blessed day.